Good morning, everyone. I have with me today folks from Yes on Prop 4. This is the question on whether to repeal mandatory, mandatory disclosures of property sales in Juneau. Southeast Alaska Board of Realtors President Tanya Mosier, President-elect Ann Sparks, and Vicki Gartley, a Realtor Political Action Committee trustee, all join me this morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So before we take up the question at hand this morning, I wanted to ask you all to talk about the Board of Realtors. Tell us about the organization. Well, the Southeast Alaska Board of Realtors um, represents um, all of Southeast Alaska's um, realtor population. We function just like a governing body where we um, help make decisions about policies and procedures that affect us. Now let's get folks acquainted with Proposition 4. What alerted you first at the issue, Tanya? Well, um, we had heard... um, in February that the assembly was considering passing a mandatory disclosure of, of property prices. Um, and at the time we were, you know, cu- kind of caught off guard a little bit. Um, so we rallied, but of course that was right at the start of COVID as we were grappling with how does, how is this going to affect home buying and home selling? What is this going to look like? You know, how do we continue on? How do we be safe in our job and keep our clients safe? And so it was, um, it was a shock. And, uh, and did you want to speak to that as well? Oh, absolutely. So when they actually, in November of 2020, had the assembly meeting passing the ordinance, um, we did have some realtor representation, some uh, broker owners who did um, testify in front of the board. Um, but it was very clear that the assembly had already made up its mind. Um, and at no time had they actually reached out to speak with us directly on how this would impact Juno, Juno housing, uh, real estate in particular, but mainly how this would affect the citizens of Juno and uh, housing affordability, um, as well as being able to house workforce and, and the implications of what mandatory disclosure means uh, for your price and your assessment. Yes, let's go into that because how define mandatory disclosure here. What what is the city requesting you to disclose? So in the city's ordinance, they have a list of items that they're requiring um, to be disclosed. Please note, I mean, we always disclose the buyer and seller's names of a transaction and the property address. That was always known and given to the title company, um, you know, on the transfer of deed. What they're asking for now, um, specifically, is they ask for terms of sale. And this is the part of the ordinance that really disturbs me as far as privacy, as a privacy issue. Um, Terms of sale is what goes on between a buyer and seller in a contract. And if anyone's ever bought or sold a home, they know that there are a lot of things that go into a contract, a lot of personal information. And right now the city is not asking for contracts but they're asking for a lot of information off those contracts. It's not just the sales price. They're wanting to know how you financed your home. Did you um, use a loan? Did you use a 1031 exchange? They're asking if there was a personal property um, that was transferred in the sale and how much value of personal property was transferred. So they're really digging deep and it's not just the sales price of a home. So with the name Protect Juno Homeowners Privacy, it sounds like the term of sa- the terms of sale is one of those key parts of that privacy, huh? 
It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Because as a contract goes on, I mean, we see, we know who, who the lender was that you got your mortgage through. We know how much earnest money was put down. Um, and there's just personal information that should not be given to the city or made publicly available to others. It's our privacy. Uh, Tony, I saw you uh, motioning over there. Would you like to say something? No, I was just encouraging, yeah, what Annie was saying. That's that's one of the most disturbing parts of it. Um, and I guess another point that I'd like to make is just that only 5% of sales are, are transfer of homes in Juneau are transferred in any given year. And so we've made a pretty extreme policy, which, by the way, nobody else in the state does. This is a Juneau-specific thing um, that's, you know, only 5% of homes are are transferred in, in the year. And so we're basing a whole lot of policy and increase, I would assume, in, in property taxes based on only 5% of homes a year. So there's two things I had wanted to take up there. First with the, uh, the, the, the tax increase, because I had noticed that in the voter information guide we got, the repeal of the ordinance will not cause property assessments to increase or decrease. I, I wanted to know what your thoughts are in that regard. I, just, I mean, I find that hard to believe. I, I can't imagine what other argument they would have for changing a state law that, you know, a state policy that says we're a non-disclosure state, making us a disclosure city if it isn't to generate revenue. And I think the issue is, again, that it happened, you know, in the under the cloak of COVID when when things were pretty shut down. Right after COVID or right during COVID, we saw a huge increase in and property buying and selling, and prices went astronomical. I mean, I think everybody in, in Juneau has heard the stories of, of houses selling for quite a bit over what they were valued at and, and even what they were appraised at. And so, of course, that will affect, you know, if only 5% of the homes in Juneau have sold, 95% of everybody else is going to have their property taxes based on these homes that have sold for astronomical prices. And so on the second point, you, you mentioned also that we're the only, Juno's the only one doing the disclosure pro. Why aren't there more mandatory disclosures in other cities? Because Alaska is a non-disclosure state. And another thing I wanted to point out, not only did we have battling with the issues with COVID, but in the very beginning, uh, we were considered non-essential workers. So, such as our office, we were told to go to our office and get everything that we needed in order to perform our job and to be out of there by five o'clock. And so it was, there was a time period before we were considered essential. Uh, now, we've heard that this, that the disclosures will give the assessor another tool to help better assess properties. I wanted to know your thoughts on that sentiment. So the information that they're asking for is very subjective. Again, we talk about terms of sale and negotiating a contract. And oftentimes, while we're negotiating that contract, there are repairs that are negotiated. There's escrows uh, for maybe a new roof. Um, there are, you know, again, just like buying and selling a home, there's changes in people's, you know, lives. Um, and they may agree to accept a lower price or they may be holding out for a higher price. Everything is very subjective. Um, and the final term or the final price 
um, is really not reflective of what that home's value is. And I would challenge anybody, any assessor to come and talk to us about that because there is so much stuff that goes into negotiating a home sale. And again, this last two years, what Tanya you know, alluded to, that people were paying hundreds over you know, thousands, lots over appraised value just to get their offer accepted. In addition, they were waiving their, you know, rights for inspections. They were doing things, paying a seller's closing costs. It's not a true picture of value. Um, I really think the assessor, you know, needs to focus in on what they have been doing, you know, and they do have more data points available to them than they have ever had in the past. It used to be that all they got was a little, you know, um, newspaper ad black and white about a home sale transaction now they have all this data that comes out in zillow our mls feeds direct to zillow on prices um not sales price not the final sales price because we're not even allowed through our mls because of alaska being a non-disclosure state we're not even allowed to feed that information to zillow or anybody else but they'd have all of the sales price as far as you know the asking price available to them the descriptions of the homes the pictures they have more tools available to them now than they have ever had and and tonya do you 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 motion for a moment oh i'm just (laughs) just in 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 agreement there's just there's so many there's so many points we can make about this and there's there's a lack of information out there I, i believe you know i think you know, I, I believe in paying property taxes. I believe in what our city does, and I I respect um, you know where that money goes, and I understand that we do have needs in our community. I guess my biggest concern is um, the people that are paying a hundred thousand dollars over for a, a property in Juneau probably can pay more property taxes. But my biggest concern are the people that live next door to that house. The uh, You know, I think every realtor can tell you a story of going to an older person's home, somebody who's lived in their house for their entire 50 years and raised kids there, and and now they're ready, you know, maybe to downsize. And every, you know, their property taxes have increased, the value of their home has increased past the value of their home because the next door neighbors have have bought and sold and fixed up and and done you know lots of upgrades in their home so my concern is what happens to the people that live next door to the house that has gone for a hundred thousand dollars over their property taxes are going to increase and because we're a non-disclosure state Nobody knows what the value and what's inside the home, you know, the granite countertops and the upgraded appliances. And so I can only assume that a, that a, a, a city assessor is going to use the pictures that they do see on Zillow to assume that every house in that neighborhood looks like that. And that's not the case. And if we look at our housing crisis in Juneau. We do not have affordable housing. We don't have rentals available. We have a a dearth of housing available. Um, And so what is that going to do to the lower income families looking for places to live, to the older people looking to to downsize? So those are my questions. Yeah, and and that takes me to my next question here, which is what about the folks that want to come to live in Juneau? How might how might not repealing this impact future home buyers here in Juneau? Well, I can tell you, I have worked with people who have accepted jobs um, at local businesses, um, and, and we couldn't find a home, and they had to turn down the job. Great paying jobs, but 
they still couldn't find housing. Housing wasn't affordable. Um, it just wasn't available. Didn't meet you know their criteria. And they looked for months. And when somebody's relocating to Juno and needs housing, whether it be a rental or to purchase, um, you know they're on a short timeline. And what this has done um, in the last two years of having disclosure, it is raising assessments. It affects lending because lending is looking at now not the assessed value of the home that's currently on the books. They're now looking at what the full price of the house that you paid for it because that's what your tax liability is going to be as soon as you disclose and so that just then that's more money that people have to put down uh, towards their escrow um, moving forward so that's more closing costs at the time of purchase it's also lowered their ability just like uh, the rise in interest rate when you're having to pay more in property tax um, then that also lowers your buying power what your mortgage you know payment is so a lot of people don't realize you know um, that aren't homeowners is that your mortgage collects your, um, you know, your, your taxes. Um, also, um, you know, it, the big thing, I, the big thing is that this is all connected to um, housing, um, the price of housing and keeping it affordable. And it affects renters. It affects small business owners. It affects um, the cost of the products in Juno. We're already in a, in a period of, you know, inflation that is outrageous. Many business owners are still trying to recover from the last two years of not having commerce, of not having a full, you know, tourism year and trying to bounce back. And they can't afford to house their workers. We've seen a lot of businesses not open up because they can't afford to house their workers. Um, and what, what the city has done during this time by not looking at the consequences of disclosure and how it will raise rent because those property owners now have a higher um, tax burden um, based off the inflated properties that sold in the last two years. So now they have to raise rents on local Junos. You know, our, it's impacting our workforce, our low income. Um, and it's really the people that have been saving and wanting a home, it's just making that dream of home ownership more out of reach. Mm -hmm. And I would like to talk about how, you know, most cities that have disclosure, they also have homestead exemptions to help keep your workforce, you know, keep, you know, the people who live in Juneau and have lived here all their lives, this is our home, an exemption on your property tax to help keep that housing affordable. Does Juno have that? Absolutely not. And why did they not think about introducing that at the same time they were introducing this? And we don't have a cap on how high our assessments can go. So that what does that mean? That means that the assessor can come in and increase your assessment 50%, 100%. And a lot of commercial property owners have seen, you know, the figures that high going up. And as soon as you disclose, if you look at last year's assessment to this new price, you're definitely, some of them are going up it, considerable amounts um, and so it really is clear that this is just another avenue for increasing the revenue you know for CBJ um, and again I'm with I am with Tanya you know we both ha had public service hers you know being a school teacher me being in the military I know what tax dollars do I know what they provide for our city our state you know um, and they're important, but I'm also about transparency. And I feel like CBJ has not been transparent about what disclosure does, and they have not stayed neutral. And so in wrap up here, everyone, what do you hope voters will consider when they're asked whether to vote yes or no on Prop 4? 
Um, my big takeaway is the privacy issue because, again, in February of 2022, they repealed the confidentiality. And so they're asking for a lot more information. So it's a privacy thing. But it is also um, going to also widen the gap, I believe, between low-income, um, middle-class, um, and just keep home ownership out of reach. Tonya? I would agree. I think I just... I guess um, if you're thinking about how, how you're going to vote on this, if if you're advocating to vote no on this, does that mean that when you get your city assessment at the end of the month, do you look at it and you go, I know my house is worth more than this. I better call the city and say, hey, I think, you know, my neighbor sold their house for this amount. Like, that's not, that's not. That's not a, a revenue source that I would that I would advocate. I think if you vote yes on Proposition Four, I, I, I fully expect this to continue as a discussion point. But I think the deeper issue is if you believe that we need to overhaul how we look at housing. Great, let's do that. But let's call in the people that deal with housing on a day to day basis. You know, I one of the biggest issues that I have with um, the vote no is it's it's sort of pointing back at realtors and saying, you know, oh, these realtors are trying to keep this information just to themselves. That's not the case at all. I mean, the states that do have disclosure have real estate agents. You know, as a former teacher, when we would go to the legislature and ask for more money um, for, for base student allocation, you know, is it that I'm trying to trying to line my pockets no this is part of who we are as realtors we are we pledge to look out for homeowners and home buyers and and the home buying process i mean this is part of our duty to being part of the the public workforce and so i think if you're hearing misinformation about that i guess i would ask that to to have a deeper look well and vicky is there anything you'd like to add as well Vote yes on Proposition 4. All right. Bless it to the brief, I suppose they say. (laughs) So we'll go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. And we're back with folks voting yes on Proposition 4. We'll have some concluding thoughts here. Uh, Tanya, if you would. I just think the biggest thing we want to advocate is vote. Go vote. You have absentee ballots. You have um, ballots in the mail. You can go vote by October 4th and vote yes for Proposition 4. And where can they go if they would like some additional information? Um, Protect Juno Homes is our website. Our Southeast Alaska Board of Realtors has a website. We have Facebook pages for both of those. Um, yeah. And Anne, is there anything you'd like to add? Again, I, I just want to echo what Tanya said. Um, Juno, you have a voice. Go out and vote. And we, you know, this was for you. We worked really hard to get this on the ballot, and it's an important issue that affects every Juno resident. Very good. Uh, Vicki? Thank you so much for having us. Um, well, thank you all for being here today. Thank you. And that's the program. Thank you for tuning in. I'll leave you the problem corner. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line. Sign it off.